You're listening to me, Josie, aka Josie Lifts Things, and this is my podcast, Josie Talks About Things, where I talk about all things and the things people don't talk about. Welcome to me. Welcome back. Oh, well, assuming you've been here before. If you haven't been here before, welcome. Um, my name is Josie, also known as Josie Lifts Things. This is my podcast. Josie talks about things, funnily enough. Um, but yeah, here we are. We like to have a good old chat. But if you've been here before, welcome back. I missed you. You're my friends. I feel like, you know, I feel like I miss you when I'm gone. <laughs> um, okay, so today I want to have a chat about... Um, like dieting, um, macros versus meal plans, tips for my binge eating, um, you know, how that kind of ties in together for me as a person. Um, I just want a disclaimer that, you know, I'm going to be talking about calories and tracking food and um, what I do and what helps me and all that. So I do understand that that's triggering for some women or people. Um, For me, it's not, but I'm aware that it is for others. So if you find that just talking about that kind of thing gets you a little bit anxious, um, might not be the podcast for you, but I don't go into anything crazy or anything like that. I just kind of talk about my experience and um, the difference to me between meal plans and macros and, um, you know, what I find helps me and all that jazz. So just so you know, I'm totally aware that might be a point of anxiousness in some people, um, as they say. But I just wanted to say welcome. Um, I wanted to give you a quick update on my life, I guess. Um, today's a bit of a different one for me because I've pulled my um, microphone and stuff into the, my bedroom and I'm just kind of sitting on the floor. I've got like a big jumper on. It is pouring rain outside. Um, and I've got a blankie and we're just kind of talking like friends. And I think this is so cool. I feel like I'm actually talking to you. I like my, my friends sitting on my bedroom floor with me. Um, and we're just going to have a chat. This is my favorite way to do podcasts, chill, relaxed, and just having a good old yarn, as they say. Um, I just wanted to update you on what's going on. So today is beginning end of August and um, we're still in lockdown in New South Wales. So that's happening. Um, I'm finding that I'm dealing really well with it and I'm totally aware that obviously others aren't, um, but I am doing really well the only thing that I'm kind of struggling with at the moment is uh, I feel like this time has really shown me how much I really want to travel I don't know if you guys know but I traveled back in um, 2013 and I was really young I was 17 18 and I went everywhere I went to like America Europe Um, where else did I go I think that's it London Um, but I went all around America I went from you know uh, what's the thing down the bottom? Florida, Texas, New York, Minnesota, LA. So I did like kind of the whole like circle thing. And then I went across to, where was I? What's Europe? I went to, oh God, where'd I go in Europe? Paris, France, Germany, Poland, Prague. Um, oh, I can't really remember where else. And then I went to London and a few things like that. So I did a big trip, took months and months and I loved it. And then I kind of came back and got stuck into work and I literally never took a holiday since. So again, I don't know if you know, but um, back in 2019, um, I was like, uh, I'm going to use next year to travel. Obviously, I had a lot of leave banked up. I didn't take any time off work. I didn't go on any holidays. I just worked really hard for like the, uh, what, 2013 to 19, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, six years. Sorry, I still use my fingers to count. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I worked really hard for like the six years after that. So 
I took went to my boss and I said, look, next year I'm taking a lot of time off. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to have a good time um, and I won't be back for a while. Then obviously um, the pandemic happened and I haven't been able to travel. And I feel like in 2019, I waited for as long as I could to travel. Um, And now it's just been two more years and I'm just here like I need to live my life. (laughs) Um, I feel like the only thing that I'm really struggling with is feeling like I'm not being able to like live my actual life. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's where I'm up to. Otherwise I'm doing okay. Um, we're just watching a lot of Netflix. Um, we've been really still watching 90 day fiance. Um, we finished breaking bad. Um, so that was really cool. I love that show and I never really had an inkling or like, I feel like a, I never really wanted to watch it if that makes sense or yeah. So yeah, um, doing doing pretty good. Um, I haven't been training. Um, there's something that I also feel like once I can travel or like, I, I don't know, I feel like it's something that I'm a, as soon as we can open, I'm going to like get real stuck into it so that when we can travel, I'm going to feel really good. Um, but in lockdown, I'm finding it so hard to train during lockdown. Um, but what I am focusing on at the moment is my nutrition. And like trying to keep my calories in check um, and everything like that. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. Um, But also like using my past, like being at like, because I've trained and obviously ate and counted macros and done meal plans. I've kind of done a lot before. Um, I've done, started three comp preps or something. Didn't go very far into it, but I feel like I have a little bit of experience to tell you what kind of works for me and what kind of doesn't. This is by no means meaning that it's going to work for everyone. And if you disagree with me, that is totally cool. If you feel like this wouldn't help you, totally cool. I just want to tell you what sort of worked for me and what I found um, helped me a lot. Um, I want to preface this. I don't know why I always say that. I want to preface this like I'm smart. Um, I mean, I am smart, but I just feel like saying I want to preface this. Anyway, moving on. I feel like I want to preface it by saying that I'm a chronic binge eater. I'm prone to binge eating. Um, it took me a long time to like recognize that as an eating disorder. Um, I always thought, you know, like anorexia and all that were eating disorders and bulimia, but I kind of didn't realize that like binge eating and not having control of your food and everything like that is an eating disorder as well. And that took me a really long time, actually only till recently to like kind of accept that that is a type of an eating disorder. I mean, Maybe it's not. I haven't really researched that, like to see if it's been diagnosed, but it probably has because I feel like it is one. Anyway, like I said, this is my play. <laughs> Take what I say as a grain of salt. <laughs> I'm just a girl with my opinions. I'm not a doctor um, or a nutritionist. Actually, that's my thing. I'm not a nutritionist. So everything I'm telling you is like literally from my experience. But anyway, um, yeah, so I feel like it took me a long time to recognize my binge eating as a, like a problem, like an actual disorder. And yeah, so basically what I am very prone to doing, which I'm doing right now, um, is going 100% full on with training and eating in the gym and then getting to a point where like I have one bit of food and I'm like, oh my God, food's amazing and I, and and go off the rails. And then it's usually about five, six months at a time. For, so for six months, I'll go real hard or go real good. Six months, I take off and I gain all that weight back and usually then some. So I'm actually worse off than when I started training that I'm like, oh, I've put on weight. I don't feel good. I've eaten too much food. I overeat. I'm going to start dieting and lose it all again. And then I end up losing it and go too hard. And then six months later, put it on and stop because I've missed food basically. And I've done that for years and years and years. My, If you follow me on Instagram, my journey has been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of yo-yoing. 
Um, and you know what? Like it took me a long time to struggle as well because you see, I don't know about you, but like, cause I'm in the fitness space or my Instagram has been predominantly fitness. I'll see all these like competitors and they all just seem to have a really good handle on their food. Um, and you're like, how do you stay dedicated for so long? Like, how do you look like that year round? And I think it's important to note that, um, you know, not everyone's going to show you when they binge eat a, well, when they binge eat <laughs> or when they eat like a tub of yogurt, uh, what, what is the yogurt? What's that thing? That's like hard in the freezer, ice cream. They're not going to like show you when they eat that tub of ice cream or, well, not many people do. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm just saying that for me as a consumer, as a normal girl, just lifting, I'm not a competitor. It was really hard for me to notice that, you know, I feel like I'm the only one who can't get my food in check, if that makes sense. But I want you to know that like you're not alone and I struggle with it too. And I feel like for a lot of people who follow me, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of people who follow me almost look up to me in a way. Like when I do train, oh my God, how do you train? How do you eat? And I'm just saying that when I do train, that's a lot of the questions and comments that I get, but it's kind of like, I don't have this all together. Like, uh, you know, end of last year, end of 2020, from when we got out of lockdown in June to December, last six months of last year, I went really hard. I got probably in the best shape of my life. Um, you know, I remember looking at, looking at other people's Instagrams. I don't know who to say people in the fitness space, you know what I'm talking about competitors. I'm just like, why do you always look like that? I think it's also important to note that like, depending, depending on who you're looking at, but a lot of them take performance enhancing drugs where obviously if you're not on that, you're not going to have those results anyway, but I'm going on a bit of a tangent. What I'm trying to say is that not everyone has it together online. <laughs> and for me, knowing that other people struggled with food made me feel better because I felt like it was almost something to be ashamed of. And I feel like when you have a binge eating problem or, you know, anything like that, shame is something that triggers it. And shame is something that makes it hard, harder. Like for me, I will eat late at night because I'm ashamed that I'm going over my calories or I'm ashamed that people are going to see that I overeat or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like shame's just a trigger. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it. I don't know if I'm the only, I'm probably not the only one, but I used to eat at night so that no one knew. Um, at the time uh, I was dating someone, um, and there was a lot of shame if I overate cause I felt like I was getting judged. And what I would do is obviously on the way home from work, I would stop and get like Maccas and eat it before I got home. Cause I was ashamed that I was eating too much. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I feel like shame is like a trigger, but anyway, that's kind of like, I don't know where I was going with that, but moving on. (laughs) Um, now the difference for me, so I'm going to tell you kind of why I hate meal plans and why I flexible diet and how that works for me. But I, it's kind of hard because I, I don't hate meal plans. I hate the idea of meal plans. I feel like they work best together. Um, and let me explain why. So, I feel like I've had I've had a lot of coaches, right? Uh, by a lot, I mean probably four. And like I said, I've had I started a prep with th- three of them. Um, and I feel like the first four or five coaches, probably four. And I feel like the first two, three coaches that I had. Actually, yeah, the first three. My current coach, Rob, is probably the only one that has done my flexible dieting. Anyway, so let me work. Let me, let me, let me explain. <laughs> so for my first few coaches, you get a meal plan. 
right? And I don't know if this resonates with you. It, it probably does because I feel like a lot of us have been here. But look, you're not feeling that great or and you want to lose some weight or, you know, you're about to do a comp prep and you get, I mean, I can't really speak about comp prep. I don't do it. But I feel like for the majority of people or at least in my experience, in my case, I would reach out to a coach and I'd be like, hey, I want to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. They'll be like, okay, cool. They would set me up with a meal plan. So they'd send me a meal plan. Um, you know, breakfast is oats with strawberries. Um, lunch is chicken with rice and greens. Dinner's chicken with rice and greens. Um, or 100 grams of chicken or whatever the breakdown is. And then dessert is like, I don't know, not oats because I had that for breakfast. But do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just so boring <laughs> and I hate it and I hate it for people who are just starting out because they don't know why they're eating that food and they don't know that they don't have to eat that food if that makes sense so for me the reason I hate meal plans is because they they give you no education um you know you get a meal plan from a coach and you just follow it you eat the exact same thing for breakfast, you eat the exact same thing for lunch, you eat the exact same thing for dinner and dessert and you do it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next week and the next month. And for me, hate that. What 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 good is that doing? You're not teaching your client or you as a client are not learning how to sustain this. For me, having a coach or or losing weight shouldn't be about what I can lose now. It should be about how can I sustain this and lose this long term and lose and maintain this forever. It shouldn't be about what can I lose before Christmas. Or I'm going to I'm going to eat a what my coach tells me and that's it and I don't know what you don't oh, I'm such a you don't have to eat the same thing every goddamn day. Like and this is this is the reason why I hate meal plans. They serve no education and I don't think they're sustainable. I don't. I feel like if you're a coach and you're giving your pe- your people, your clients, a straight up meal plan with like chicken and broccoli, shame on you because oh, it's just so unsustainable. And you as a client, you should want to be learning how to sustain this. You should be wanting to learn how to do this on your own. I feel like clients shouldn't be with you forever you should be giving them the tools to be able to do this on their own and to to learn on their own if that makes sense so the reason why I love macro counting or um you know calorie oh macros yeah like if it fiction macros the reason why I love that is because it's more sustainable your education education you're educating if you're a coach you're ed educating I just said that twice if you're a client you're learning and that's obviously going to sustain you further in the long run I guarantee you if you could go to a couple of gen pop people so girls or boys who have never usually I'm gonna say girls because I'm not a boy I don't have experience in boys but I feel like if I went to a group of girls who had never changed before really I don't know didn't know or any group of girls I feel like if I go to any group of girls and I'm like look I can tell you what to eat to lose weight would you like option a chicken and broccoli no dessert boring foods nothing fun same thing every day or I can say do you want some um tacos I don't know what you like but like you know what I mean do you want um bacon and eggs do you want chocolate do you want paddle pops do you want um 
I don't know. I like chocolate. So if someone said chocolate to me, you can lose weight and eat chocolate. I'd be like, yes, freaking please. Do you know what I mean? And I guarantee you that those girls or those people are going to choose the place where I can eat chocolate and lose weight and still reach my goals. And I think that that is the more sustainable approach for me. I'm not blaming my yo-yo dieting on the coaches that I had, but I do think that my relationship with food and and yo-yo dieting stemmed from them because when I was younger, uh, when I was following their meal plans, I had chicken and rice every day. I hate that food. I mean, I freaking hate it. Why would I want to eat bland chicken and oats with no maple syrup every day? It was disgusting. And so I'd do that for as long as I could. And then I'd get to the point where I'm like, freaking hell of freaking food. Like, and then I'd eat like a bit of chocolate and then I'd be like, oh, I stuffed it up. I fucked it up, you know? And then I'd feel like shit because I fucked up my diet. So I feel like, oh, I just feel like that way isn't sustainable. I think that if you were to have a coach that and I do now, luckily, but I already knew sort of how to do it. But that's that, that's that's kind of how I feel like almost my binge eating started because then I'd gain all the weight because I restricted my food for so long. Then I'd find a new coach and they'd give me a meal plan. I'd follow that for as long as I could. And then I couldn't take it anymore because I had no bloody bite of chocolate in six months. And I love chocolate and I just couldn't do it any longer. So I feel like if you were to learn how to count macros, that means that you can make up those macros with any food you like, basically, um, that obviously fit. But for example, if, I mean, I'm assuming most of you who listen to me know how, how macros work. Um, I can obviously do another podcast on that if you want, but like, I feel like most of you know, if you don't, cool, I can do that. It's very simple. I'm not, well, it's not very simple at all. That's a lie, but I'm not like a, I'm not qualified in any way, shape or form. So that's kind of why I stick away from that. But like, I'm just telling you my experience. Um, but with macros, so say for example, with the meal plan, your coach has given you a hundred grams of chicken, 40 grams of rice and like 50 grams of oats and two protein shakes. Do you know what I mean? Those, all of those things add up to calories and in the calories you have macros, which is protein, carbs, and fats. All of them have a, uh, like a weight, like a grams or like of protein in the food. So say if you have chicken, very high in grams of protein, low in fat, low in carb. Um, so you're going to have chicken for protein, right? But what if I could tell you that the number that that daily intake is that the meal plan gave you with chicken and broccoli, you can make up that in your own meal plan with lots of foods that you enjoy. You can choose not to have chicken. You can put in some steak if you like steak. And then steak has a little bit more of a higher fat content. So maybe for dessert, you'd have something that's low fat. There's low fat mousses in, in Woolies. So you could have a mousse for dessert if you like mousse. You can have jelly light. I feel like there's so many other options and you can make that up with the calories that you have, if that makes sense. I think I'm rambling on, but I think that you get me. Your meal plans, you can't change. You eat the same thing every day. With your macros, you can choose what you eat as long as it obviously fits your calories and your macros, which I guess where the name comes from if it fits your macros. And I'm not advocating to eat macros every day and hit your macros because obviously macros are a thing which is health and gut health and and fiber and all that and um I'm always the big advocate of you know 80 20 80 percent good 20 percent soul foods but I mean like my problem in the past has been like it's been a hundred percent good and then when I go off the rails it's a hundred percent bad um so what I'm trying to say is that's been my struggle with binge eating because of only following meal plans um 
so yeah, this is why I feel like macros are king and counting calories are the best and why it's good to learn for yourself how to count them so that sustainably and long term, you can continue to lose the weight even after you have your coach. If a coach that you had was to give you a meal plan and you're just going to follow it, what are you learning? You're not learning anything. You're learning how to follow a meal plan and do exactly what you're told, no questions. Why am I always eating chicken? Why am I only eating chicken? Why am I eating chicken and broccoli? Why can't I eat something else? You're not learning those things. You're just like, oh, yep, I'm going to follow along. Then what are you going to do when you stop with the coach? What have you learned? What are you going to continue following the meal plan? The meal, your calories and things should always change, not as in like week to week. Um, they shouldn't change week to week. I think it takes longer than a week to see a trend of results. But what I'm saying is you can't always just have the same thing. It's not going to work like that. And when that coach has left, you haven't learned anything. You haven't learned how to make your own meal plan. And you can't just follow the same thing. You can't eat chicken and broccoli every day for the rest of your life. So learning how to count calories and macros is going to be able to you're going to learn you're going to know how to put together a meal plan you're going to know how to put together a dessert in your calories you're going to learn that you know I can add this food I can maybe take away some fat from something else if that's too high like you can learn long term how to eat things that you like and obviously for me that makes me more likely to stick to things um I do want to say with um this is where I'll probably confuse you and say that I do I think meal plans have a place And I don't think that they should – look, let me put it this way. I think you should not have a meal plan on its own and not have macros on its own. And I think you should have a mix of both. And let me tell you why. I think that meal plans on its own, like I said, it's restrictive. It's unsustainable. You're not learning anything. And I think macros are the best because it's sustainable. You're eating things you enjoy. You're more likely to stick to it. People always say, what's the best diet? I think it's the one you can stick to. So would you stick to the one where you can't have chocolate and, and, and I don't know, bloody custard, whatever you like to eat and ice creams, Maxibons, would you stick to that or would you stick to the one that you can eat that and work it in better? I think I would be at def- I think I'd definitely be able to eat, start again, third time's a charm. I think I'd definitely be able to stick to the one where I can eat chocolate and still lose weight. Um, but I do feel like what works for me when I'm like really dialed in and I'm really hitting the gym, I think that work, what works for me is having a meal plan during the week and then sort of being more flexible on the weekends. So what I think, but I don't want to just follow a meal plan of chicken and, do you know what I mean? I feel like it comes into play when you can use your knowledge of learning how to count calories and learning how to count your macros to make your own meal plan of the foods you enjoy. So for example, last year when I got really fit, what I did was is I made my own meal plan. My coach gave me my calories and my macros. And from there I made my meal plan. And what I did was every single day I had the same thing except for Saturdays, except for Saturdays. I had a refeed day and I'll get to that in a second. Um, But every single day I ate the same thing. But what I ate was things I liked. And what I ate was things that I'd sat down and planned out and worked into my macros and calories. And I stuck to that. So for example, every morning I had bacon and eggs on English muffins. Um, One of the English muffin had peanut butter and banana on it was bloody delicious and I also had a coffee I always worked two coffees into my day because I'm like bloody obsessed with coffee um bloody I don't know why I said that I never say that anyway um and then for lunch it depended what I like what my calories were when my calories got low I kind of stuck to chicken because it's like less calorie but um I don't know let's just use chicken as example I use chicken with veggies sauce um 
and some either rice or sweet potato or pumpkin or like some air fried chips. Um, and then my other meal, I had like air fried chips and fish or air fried chips and some more and mints with some cheese on top. And then when I got home, oh, my snacks, I had like, um, yogurt with granola and chocolate um, and honey um, or something like that. And then I had a protein shake post-workout because it was just easy for me to put in like a shake because I wasn't home and I couldn't blend anything or anything like that or couldn't heat anything up. And then when I got home, I always had my dessert and my dessert was jelly, a whole bowl of jelly light with um, custard. I had um, caramel sauce. I had koala, caramel koalas. Um, and I had, what else? Ice cream in it as well. And I had all these things. I had the same thing every day, which for me was a meal plan that I'd previously written out and put and worked all of those things into my meal plan but it's following flexible dieting because I'm choosing what I can eat to fit my macros, if that makes sense. So that's where I think meal plans have a place, but I feel like they only have a place after you learn how to make your own one, if that makes sense. Um, The reason why I feel like that worked for me is because I didn't have to think every day about what I wanted. I didn't get to the end of the day and I was just like, oh my God, I can only eat protein. I've used all my carbs and fats. And then I'm in a point where I have to go out of my calories to be able to eat something because I haven't planned it for the day yet. So I do think pre-preparation is key. Um, And I think that that is obviously why um, meal plans have a place Um, because you don't have to think about it. You're more likely to stick to it. If uh, I was, I had big days back then. I was um, working in the gym from like uh, nine or 10 a.m. till eight or 9 p.m., Um, and then I'd go drive half an hour, train at the gym until 11.30, do my steps, get home at midnight. So I was working and had big days. I didn't want to have to think about, oh, what am I going to have after I finish the gym? I just couldn't. I was, pardon me, I just burped a little. I was too tired. You know what I mean? So I feel like meal plans have a place, but only after you know how to do them yourself, because then you can sustain that and you just know, oh, maybe this week I don't feel like eating, you know, custard and koalas I'll, I'll eat something else I'll put a maxibon in there and you can work out how to fix the maxibon in maybe you have to have one less egg in the morning maybe you have to have um, less cheese on your on your mince but you know how to do that for yourself you don't have to go to your coach and be like oh can you change my meal plan that isn't sustainable think about what you're going to do when you don't have a coach you know you need to be know how to put in those things for yourself and change things for you and what you like to eat that's why I think it's good to have both. Meal plans provide me structure. I know what I'm going to eat and it's easy. You don't have to think about it, but it is good to know how to make your own meal plan. Um, now, I going back to like my binge eating stuff, I guess some tips for me or what I found work for me is that I like counting calories when I like eat. I like having macros um, and I know... And I know that that's a point of contention. I know that some people macros and calories trigger them and they get obsessive and it creates a really unhealthy relationship with food. I'm the opposite. They create structure for me and I'm super competitive. Like I am super competitive. So if you give me numbers and stuff when I'm switched on and when I'm training, when I'm dieting, I'm going to hit those those numbers because I want to I want to win. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like I'm super competitive in that way. And I know like, so for me, numbers, if I'm given 2000 calories, as an example, I'm going to hit 2000 calories. 
Um, and that helps me not overeat or binge eat because I have a goal and have a target. It's hard to explain, but I feel like I, like I don't, I didn't even, I don't know how to explain it, but I know some people get the opposite way and it creates an unhealthy relationship and they eat less. I always want to eat more, but I feel like having the structure of calories gives me something to aim for and stick to. And for me, that really helps me. And I don't, I don't personally understand getting an unhealthy relationship that way. I think it provides me with a lot of structure and a lot of, um, a lot of goals to, to be able to stick to something that I'm given and it makes me happy. And obviously, because I'm prone to overeating, if I know I have to stick to, as an example, 2000 calories, I'm going to stick to 2000 because I want to like, not prove you wrong, but that, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to go over because then I've like, I'm just competitive. <laughs> so I don't know how to explain what I'm thinking, but if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but it does keep me accountable. Um, I, I'm not here to give you tips on, you know, if you do find that triggering and if you find calorie counting triggering and, and harder and, um, uh, and, you know, that kind of thing, I don't have any tips for that. I've never felt that personally. Um, but yeah, I do think that that structure of calories helps me not binge eat personally because, you know, why would I eat 3000 calories when I know I can only get two? Do you know what I mean? I just find it hard to explain, but it has the opposite effect for me. It, it really gives me structure and it really helps me having a goal, um, and targets and calories to, to reach. Anyway, um, the other thing I found that works for me, um, and controlling my binge eating, um, and, you know, my always wanting to eat more calories than I'm allowed is intermittent fasting. Now, okay, this might hurt some people's feelings. <laughs> intermittent, cal- intermittent fasting isn't going to make you lose weight. Keto is not going to make you lose weight. Keto, intermittent fasting, all of those things are habits of eating. They're not guaranteed or avenues to lose weight. The only thing that you're going to lose weight from is eating in a calorie deficit. Now, the way you choose to eat your calories or the way you choose in which to consume your calories, i.e. if it's intermittent fasting, if you only choose to eat between 12 and 8 p.m., that isn't what's making you lose weight. (laughs) What's making you lose weight is how many calories you're eating between 12 and 8 p.m if that makes sense. So you could only decide to eat between 12 and 8 p.m. But if you're eating 4,000 calories between 12 to 8 p.m. and your um, maintenance or deficit is 2,000 calories, you're still going to put on weight. You're eating in a calorie surplus. You're eating over the amount of calories, even if you're intermittent fasting. Um, Keto, if you're going to do keto, Okay, your fats might be high. That might work for you. I don't think it works for me. I'm a, I, I like a high fat diet, but my body responds to a high carb diet, which sucks because I like like I always tend to go over in fat. Um, where was I saying? Yeah. So if you're choosing to eat in keto, maybe you're choosing to eat higher fat. But I mean, for me, keto's silly. I'm sorry, but I mean, if you do it, no hate, no judgment. But calories have the most calories. Fat has the most calories per gram. And keto is a high fat diet. So if you're looking at calories and what you can eat, protein and carbs are four calories per gram 
and fats are nine calories per gram. So you're effectively being able to eat half the amount of food for the same amount of calories. Like it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> um, but the fact is that if you're eating and eating keto or something, then just because you're eating keto, you're not going to lose weight. It's because you're eating less food, if that makes sense. So their habits of eating and styles of eating, they're not the diet that you do to lose weight, if that makes sense. Anyway, so why I find intermittent fasting works for me is because I tend to eat a lot at nighttime. So for me, if I push back my me- my first meal as, as long as possible, I find that I'm obviously more full throughout the rest of the day um, because my meals are closer together. Um, I find that if I'm if I'm eating at, I don't know, my first meal at 1 p.m., my next meal at 4 p.m., my next meal at 6 p.m., and my dessert at 8 or 9 or 10 p.m. and then a snack at midnight, that's all my day's food, but I'm eating like close together and I'm not snacking because I'm I'm still full, if that makes sense. And that way, if I save some dessert for late at night, I know I have something to eat. I'm not laying in bed like, oh my God, I have no food left. I'm hungry. I can't snack. I've eaten all my calories. But if I push my food back, then I know I have something to eat and I'm not going to binge at nighttime because that's generally when I binge. So I don't really like intermittent fasting, but like I accidentally do it and I like it. And I remember when I was working at my desk job, um, I would be too busy literally to eat until 2 or 3 p.m., which is too long for me. I usually like now I, I always like to eat when I wake up, but sometimes if I can push it back for as long as possible and just have a coffee or like a long black or something, a nice long back, it makes it easier for me to push back my first meal, which means I can eat more food later on, which means I'm less likely to binge and all that jazz. Do you know, does that make sense? (laughs) Um, and that's why intermittent fasting sort of works for me and my binge eating. I just like make sure I eat more at night and I always, 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 always have to make sure I have dessert and like a substantial dessert. If I only give myself like one five or one bar or something, it's not enough for me. I need to be able to eat more like sweet things so that I'm less likely to crave sweet things and then eat more of them, if that makes sense. That's another tip for me, I guess. Um, the other thing that works for me is uh, like refeeds. Um, when I tend to eat more food, well, last year, let me let me just take my experience from last year when I was like full on. When I mean full on, I did not eat a calorie or a gram out of my macros, basically. Um, and that's when I got like pretty shredded at the end of last year. But what worked for me is looking forward to something. So from Monday to Friday, I'd be 110, 20 million percent on point with my macros and I would, wouldn't go over none of that. It would be amazing. Um, and then come... Saturday, my coach gave me a refeed and I'd never had a coach that did that before. So I got an extra six, seven, 800 calories to eat on a Saturday, which meant if I did good, like if I stuck to my calories for the week, I could have Biscoff, I could have more chocolate, I could have all of these things, which made me more compliant during the week because I was more likely to stick to things if I was like, oh, if I stick to this, I can have a refeed, I can have things on Saturday, if that makes sense. So I think it's important to have things every day that you like, like whether it's one fiber one bar, if it's one chocolate, if it's one this, I think it's important to have every day so that it makes it easier to stick to throughout the week. Um, but maybe if you struggle with binge eating or or something like that or sticking to your plan maybe it might be worth asking your coach or implementing a refeed um so you 
are more likely to stick to everything throughout the week because you know that you have something to really look forward to on Saturday or the weekend. Um, I'm actually doing that now. I have a more relaxed approach these these days. I've gained a lot of weight since end of last year um, and I'm just sort of starting to count my calories again because I want to be a little bit more mindful and I'm just not feeling the best about my body at the moment. I, I mean, I love my body. I love it in every stage, but it is a little bit uncomfortable. I'm finding that my clothes don't really fit me anymore things that were loose and now tight and it hurts like to sit down. So just from a like standpoint of that, I'm not really comfortable physically. I'm starting to watch what I eat, but I don't want to be full on like I was last year. So these days I'm kind of like loosely tracking my macros throughout the week. If I go like 50 or hundred over, I'm really not trying to beat myself up over it. But on Saturdays, me and my partner are going to have a date, like a date night or like a date meal or something like that where it's okay if I eat a little bit over, it's, it's fine. And then on, on Sundays, we're going to have Guzman or have like, um, I don't know, chicken and rice from a restaurant, which I can track, but I'm still eating out and I still have like a life, if that makes sense. Obviously, we can't right now because of COVID, but we can still get Guzman from down the road. And we have that Sunday so that I still feel like we're eating something, but I'm still able, like eating something different, but I'm still able to track it. And I feel like that's what's keeping me more accountable these days as well. And balance is hard for me. <laughs> um, it's it's really hard. I find that this is the first time I'm, I've actually sat down and tried to learn how to do balance. I feel like I've spent a lot of time being 100% compliant to meal plans and then being 100% off everything and gaining 15 kilos. What I generally do is like lose 10, 5, lose 10 kilos, gain 15, lose 10, 10 or lose 15, gain 15 or lose 10, gain 15. Like this last year, last year I lost 10 and a half, 10 and a bit between 10 and 10 and 12. And then in this year, um, since January, 2021, it's now August, uh, I've gained 15 and a bit kilos. So I kind of gained all that I lost last year, but now I'm trying to really learn how to do balance. And I don't want to go from here straight into full on training, full on counting my macros, full on not going off by a gram. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to, you know, eat Guzman with my partner on on a Sunday or, you know, go out when we can on Saturday nights and feel okay. I feel like balance is really hard. And I feel like if you're finding that balance is hard, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it because it's hard. Um, for me, it's hard because I know what works. I know that if I do a hundred percent training, a hundred percent eating, I get results and I get pretty shredded (laughs) and I get the way I want to look. And I know that I can lose X amount of kilos and I know that I can look really good, but the bounce back for me, I can't justify anymore. I can't justify not having any flexibility. So for me this year, balance is, is, um, is key and learning how to do that for me with um, my prone binge eating problems is key because sometimes when I get a taste of food that I haven't tracked, I'm like, oh, stuff it. I don't have to track anything, if you know what I mean. So it's, um, yeah, this year will be will be interesting. And obviously moving forward, like if I do get to travel, I want to be able to travel and, and still, you know, have fun and live my life, but not gain another 15 kilos like I have when I get a taste of food again. So I want to learn how to do both at the same time. And it's not easy. Um, you aren't alone. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard one because everyone's different. And like I said, maybe these things don't help you, but this is just my experience and, you know, what I've done and my thoughts on food and, and whatnot. But 
yeah, I feel like life is to be lived and there's a time for everything. There's a time that if you're interested in competing, obviously you have to follow things 100%. If you're not interested in competing like me, why? You know, you have a life to live. Um, but at the same at the same time, I don't want to live life 20 kilos heavier than where I like to sit, if that makes sense. Um, and again, it's not about the kilos of weight. It's just about how I feel. I don't feel comfortable at this weight um, for many reasons, um, not just because of the scales. Um, but yeah, I hope that helps you and gives you a couple little tips as to what you can do and um, a few little insights about, you know, my experience and what helps me. And I feel like it's really hard because no one, not many people talk about binge eating and not many people talk about it. So I'm, I feel like that's what makes it harder when you go through it. You feel that shame, like I said in the beginning, that you're the only one and it's only hard for you when it makes it worse. You're not the only one. It's the biggest thing I probably struggle with, with fitness. Um, and I'm at a point right now where I'm not been training. I haven't been eating it properly this year. Um, but you know, I love fitness and I love the gym and I love the results and I love training. So yeah, it's a hard one. Everyone kind of, you know, anyway, I don't think I have anything else to say, (laughs) but I hope that helped. And yeah, I hope you have a good rest of the day. I'm going to leave it there because I feel like I've said everything I need to say. And if I keep going, I think I'm just going to waffle on, (laughs) waffle on. Does anyone say that anymore? Probably not. But anyway, that's my experience and they're my tips. So yeah, look, um, I would absolutely love if you could go onto Apple podcasts or something and leave a review. I don't ask for that often. Um, but it would mean a lot to me. Um, if you could, you know, if you don't follow my podcast page, um, give me a follow, um, and listen to my episodes. Um, it's Josie talks about things and, um, my Instagram's Josie lifts things as well. So check me out. Um, And if you want to relieve a review, I would appreciate that also very much. Um, Follow me and I will see you. Well, I won't see you because it's a podcast, but I will talk to you very soon. Okay, see you. Bye. Thank you.